Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Chaddock the Podcast. Today is no different than any other day. We're going to be picking out a topic from a hat. But, but first, we have to do our one minute of pop culture. Natalie, what are you listening to right now? Okay, okay. Um, my friend got me hooked on the song by Rihanna. Um, Rihanna, Rihanna? Rihanna. Rihanna. Um, Rihanna. 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 <laughs> um, I don't know if you've heard the song California King Bed. Huh, no, I haven't heard of it. Oh my it's, god, I have. You have? It's so good. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a movie. I feel like I'm in a movie whenever I listen to it. It's so good. And then also, I feel like I'm also in a mattress shop, but like also no. Um, I don't know. That, that, that's where I picture like it was written. Just ignore me. It's being weird. But like, <laughs> guys, I feel like we should create a playlist with like all the songs that we like recommend. I love other. it. Oh, yes. great. We're on Spotify yes. later. I got you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Valley, what are you listening to right now? I think my favorite song has to be Defying Gravity from Wicked. So I good. Mean, so Such so a good song. Good. You have know. good taste. You have great taste. <laughs> yes. All right, Odessa, what what's you, your favorite Odessa? song? Um, I, I've been listening to the song called Drew Barrymore by SZA. Have you heard of it? No. I just I like Drew Barrymore. The I don't actress. know. How, I don't think it's As in, like E.T. Drew Barrymore. It's. Like, it's. Yeah, I think it's her, but it's by SZA, who's, you know, do you guys know SZA? Like S Z A. No. Oh, she's no. amazing. Oh yes, I know her. She's insanely like I know of talented. her, but I don't know her songs. Drew Barrymore is so good. It has this like raspy, like I don't know. It's just satisfying to hear, and it's a bop. Okay, so. I'll add it to the all right, playlist. All right, all right, all right. Now let's get into the podcast. ASMR in here. <laughs> All right. Today's topic. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fears of a woman. Ooh. All right. Wait, 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 guys. Before we start, um, I just want to give a little disclaimer that we are in no way trying to generalize the fears and experiences of a woman to three experiences. This is just, I, I feel like we just want to maybe talk about our own personal stories and experiences and maybe how we feel in relation to our location and society that we live in. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Natalie. Um, I, can I start with a story? Yes. Yes, please. Okay, so this literally happened last week, um, and it's perfect that it falls on this day. But um, I was walking with my friend. Oh, by the way, we're not going to share any names. We can just make up names for these people. Mm -hmm. Let's call her Fiona. (laughs) Um, So Fiona and I were walking down the street. We were literally just going on a walk. I mean, we're in COVID. We're in a pandemic, so what else could we do? Um, And... We're dressed normally. Like, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. She's wearing sweatpants. There's nothing, you know, going on. We're not going anywhere special. And I got catcalled, or we both did. Who knows? Um, It was just, like, your normal experience that we all, you know, deal with. Sometimes on the daily. But this guy was in, like, this truck, this white truck, I think. And he passed by, and he honked and was, like, he, like, called out at us. I don't even remember what he said. It was like your normal cat calling, sadly to say that. But I have seen a ton of people on TikTok like responding to these men because 
normally what I want to say, like, quote unquote, trained to do is just to ignore it. I mean, we're taught that if we Mm -hmm. if we talk back, if we say something mean, you know, we could get hurt. They could lash out. They as in men. But again, not all men. This is just personal experiences. Um, But I have seen every like people on TikTok talking about their experiences and some women say to like talk back. And one, I saw this one video where this woman like barked back at a cot collar. And I was like, this is my moment. I have <laughs> to do this. I literally, and it came naturally, I want to say. Like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even tell um, Fiona. Um, I The person just like called, cat called. He was like, hey, what up? Like, I don't even know. And I was like, Rrr! no yeah yeah i felt like that's the most power i've ever held in my life it was what did he say he just looked at me and i mean he was driving so there wasn't much time but he just like looked at me weirdly and just went off it was weird it was so cool though has that ever happened to you guys have you ever like talked back yeah i did once uh well like well, I was running in like leggings and a shirt, you know, as one does, like around my neighborhood. And I live around a bunch of teenage guys. And like I was running by a park and I take a lap around the park usually. And this sort of group of guys was standing there and I was like running and they started like whistling and hooting at me and saying that like, you need to smile more or whatever. Cause who, who like is smiling when they're running? Like, oh, this is so fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, they they like started hooting at me or whatever, so I gave them the finger, um, which was as you look- should. As yes, you hey, should. Hey. Yeah. Looking back, um, like they were, we were the only ones mm-hmm. in the park, so it probably wasn't that smart. Um, but they were like, "Why is she being such a bitch?" So I just I, I just ran away. Well, not ran away. I was running. I was on a run, but it was just. I like while I was running, I was like, just go, don't look back, don't look back. You did it because I wanted to do it for a while because it happens. Because I like to run outside when it's nice and it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should be okay. It really shouldn't be something that we should accept. Because the first time I ever got, got cat called, um, I went to my mom. I was like, Mom, this is really serious. We need to like sit down because I was in a house where it's like, take no bullshit. Um, and I was like, this is really serious. We need to talk. I got catcalled. And my mom is amazing. She's like super independent woman, all that jazz. Um, but she was like, so it's going to happen to you for the rest of your life. And I just remember it thinking. sucks. I don't like, want it to happen to me. I don't want to have to be mm-hmm. conscious of every single thing I wear, every single thing I do. If I'm walking outside just out of the fear that, you know, someone's going to say something to me. And I don't think that should be okay. And I don't think because, we should accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, we shouldn't change how we dress in order to fit into, you know, some man's version of how we should dress and how we should walk around if we want to be respected. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the saying of like, she was asking for it. Yeah. No. God, exactly. That annoys I hate me. That this, um, this woman did an exhibition that I recently saw. Um, I live in San Francisco. Um, I, I think it was here. I'm not sure, but she put up the exact clothing in which, uh, women trigger warning got, got raped. Um, and it just like on a wall and it was just normal clothing. Some were sweatshirts, some were skirts, some were pants, some, you know, normal clothing. And it just showed that it doesn't matter what you wear. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's the way, how do you guys talk about it? Like, I know that in, in San Francisco, in the U S we, 
it's very much open about mental health and those kinds of issues. But like Valley, how do you do that? Like in India, how do they talk about it or social media or anything? In India, it's actually really repressed. We follow more of a, it hasn't happened to anyone close to us. So just ignore it kind of policy. Right. But it does because especially in India, it's really unsafe for a lot of middle class women and a lot of really poor women who don't know better. They think that happening to them is normal or it somehow makes them uneligible to get married in the future or be looked at as a man again. So a lot of this is just very repressed and it, it's not talked about. It's not talked about enough, I feel, in India at least. What about you, Natalie? What is it like in Canada? It's very, very similar to the U.S. where I live in Toronto, so I live in a big city and it's very, very much progressive and this is not okay and we need to talk about it because, and especially in my school, we had, um, like, we have in guidance class, we have consent days to try to educate, because I go to a co-ed school, to try to educate sort of the people in the class, like, this is what's going to, ha- what might happen, um, like, these are these are precautions you could take, and especially the guys in the class. Like, you cannot do this. This is not okay. I don't care what you've seen in your surroundings. So it's very much talked about. But I don't know about the rural areas of Canada in sort of the other um, provinces and even in like rural Ontario. I don't really know what the situation is. But I think also quite like the U.S., um, it's not it's not very repressive in terms of information you can share. Um, just from my experience mm-hmm. anyways. So I think it is talked about a fair bit. I feel like the education portion of it is so important. Like, mm-hmm. Valley, I'm guessing you don't have consent classes, do you? Wait, what does that like, mean? Like in guidance class. Like, they'll, they'll come to you and say, this is consent. Yeah, we'll have, like, assemblies, basically, um, in, like, mm-hmm. our multi-purpose room or whatever. And somebody from, <laughs> like, the local like helpline or something will come and talk to us about consent and either drugs or, you know, helplines or ways to like talk about it and have help from others. Um, So I think that portion is so important because it teaches a whole new generation about, Mm -hmm. I think just the starting point is talking about it and like making it obvious to everyone that it is a thing and it's unacceptable, whether that is simply verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, Yeah, this topic is really hard. Yeah. It's it's so difficult to talk about just because there's so much. Mm -hmm. Because there's not just sexual abuse, there's also verbal abuse, which I've gone through as well. I think catcalling is also a type of verbal abuse. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel kind of uncomfortable when that happens. Mm -hmm. I I went to this, um, I was in sixth grade or in eighth grade or something. I was kind of young, Mm -hmm. um, like in middle school. Um, I went with my two friends, uh, Fiona and Sabil. (laughs) Um, And we we went to this self-defense class just because we either thought it was fun or, you know, much needed, but we didn't just learn about like physical self-defense, but one of the the teachers uh, basically role-played with us about catcalling. Um, and it wasn't just the normal, like, hey, ma, like, what's going on? Smile more, you know, <laughs> you're looking nice today. Yeah. No, it was like really intense. Like, I don't want to say, I don't want to re-say what he said to us, but basically the exercise was... Um, he's like in his 20s. OK, he's the teacher, normal guy. <laughs> he sits down on the floor and we're supposed to walk by him. And the first exercise was him just asking what time it is. And you could either choose to respond or not to respond. OK, um, and 
it was just learning about your choice of whether you want to interact with a person or not. But then it escalated too quickly. He was then, he then asked us like, do you want me to go hard on you or do you want me to take it easy? And I was like, you can go hard, like go for it. Like what? I think I'm mature enough, you know? I, this you is like grade eighth six, grade. right? Eighth grade, eighth grade. Oh eighth God. Grade. Um, I think, yeah, eighth grade. I don't even think I could take that now in 11th really grade. You don't, the things he would say to us, like, I really don't even think I can mm-hmm. repeat it. It was like, gra- he would yell at us, gra- like graphic details of what he wanted to do to our bodies. He would like, he would oh, tell us like he wanted God. to rape us, like all these things. Just out of curiosity, do, do you think that this like, that course or that seminar, do you think that prepared you for what might happen? Yeah. Or do you think that gave you unrealistic expectations of Ooh. what your surroundings look like? That's interesting. I think both because I, uh, I don't know. I think it definitely helped me to not be as shocked in the real world if it did happen to me, um, just because mm-hmm. it meant I heard those words and I felt what they like did to me. Um, and so I wouldn't be as shocked because nowadays, like, I I live in San Francisco and so there's a lot of homeless people. There's a lot of, you, you move from one street to the next and it goes from the nicest neighborhood you're going to see to the worst, just really quickly. Um, and I live uh, where my school is. Um, you would go out to eat lunch and all that and it's a pretty nice area, but literally one block over, you get closer and closer to the place called the Tenderloin, which is one of not the greatest places in San Francisco, um, just in terms of homelessness and all that, which is really awful to see. Um, But day to day at school, you would hear these kinds of things, um, not as bad as what I heard in eighth grade, but I think, yeah, Natalie, (laughs) I feel like it did, I don't know, it did give me an expectation of like the worst, um, which I don't think is reflected in everything. But mm-hmm. but do you feel like eighth grade was a bit too young to be hearing all of that? I don't think of it that way because no, I don't. I think for some, maybe. I don't know. It's not about innocence to me. Like it didn't rip my innocence away. It was just kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the world I live in. And whether that's a negative thing or just a prepared thing, I don't know. It's kind of just, it, it was for me. It was interesting. We also got to like this guy, the same guy put on this huge helmet and it was like, he was padded all over and we got to kick him in the balls. We got to like gouge his <laughs> eyes out. Like literally he had this helmet with this mesh over his <laughs> eyes and you could literally like jab him in the <gasps> eyes without hurting oh him, obviously. But we basically just learned That's so the basics of like defending. And we like quote like, Fiona and I, we literally quote that class regularly. We're like, jab him in the eyes. And we learn how to say no and how to like, what to do if somebody's coming on to you. And like, wait, wait, so who things. like enrolled you in the course? Was it a parent? Like, is yeah, it something it you found out through your school? Oh, okay, okay. Um, it wasn't part of the no, school. I don't think they're allowed to, to give us that course. <laughs> um, Just to pivot a little bit. Um, what do you guys think about walking alone at night? Not a good idea. Not a good idea. I've and like, done do it. Do you guys have any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, do you guys have any like mm-hmm. things you do if you have to walk at night? Like, I have a dog, and he needs to be walked at night. Like, he's just gonna mm-hmm. pee in the living room if he doesn't. But do you guys have things that you do to 
prepare if you're going to go walk out at night like oh this isn't the safest time to be out these are things I need to do and like if so what are they yeah Valerie do you want to yeah yeah I constantly make sure that I'm on the phone or that I'm texting someone so it looks like if anything happens I can always you know do something or say something on the phone it doesn't look like I'm completely alone out there that's what I do when I'm walking alone and when I'm with someone I usually make sure that it's my dad or it's a guy who'd probably scare away everybody else that's what I do yeah I I can drive in the US um and so I'm usually I'm not just walking around aimlessly at night and it's usually coming home from somebody's a friend's house or something but I always if I'm walking to my car I've seen too many videos of people like sharing their experiences of like being attacked at night like walking to their car um mm-hmm. so I always like keep my key like in my knuckles <laughs> so that I can punch somebody I don't know it's irrational at times especially if I'm in already in a good neighborhood um but it's just like I get this like deep feeling of like danger I don't know I always no because you hear stories and there are reason these right. stories are told even though it's a one out of a hundred times mm-hmm. this happens you never know if you're yeah. gonna be that one out of a hundred right it's exactly. just you need to take precaution and I yeah, know I totally get what I'm you mean walking to the car I always kind of look under the car not like fully but I just like make sure nobody's there because I like, hear stories like people <laughs> hide under your car and slash your ankle so that you're like you can't move it's awful but oh, then I get in my no car way. lock the car immediately and I always check behind me just because I've literally read things and seen things and maybe they're not true and maybe people are just like sharing fake things but it's just this fear of like it could happen to me I think it's these little things that we do however irrational they may be that make us feel a little bit safer I mean even if we didn't do those things if Odessa didn't look under her car she'd probably be safe yeah But the fact that she did look under her car just makes you feel better about what you're doing and makes you feel safer. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you hear these stories for a reason because they teach you things. They teach you to be safe. They teach you not to trust too easily. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a pretty gullible person, I think. So (laughs) (laughs) trust is hard. I mean, trust is easy. That's what I meant. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think... Guys, what do you think about making a part two to this? Because I think there's I too agree. much we can yeah. talk about. Yeah. Okay, for we're sure. gonna make a part two later on, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.